A digital adoption platform is a software layer integrated on top of another software application or website to guide users through tasks and functions. Now, digital adoption platforms aim to help users quickly learn how to interact with a website or application or assist returning users to learning new added functionality. This improves onboarding for new users and drives the adoption of new features that may otherwise go ignored. Now, these tools are also commonly used to train new employees on software used in-house. Some digital adaption platforms offerings are made specifically for other popular software applications with companies making multiple DAPs tailored to for certain products. However, many digital adoption platforms are customizable and can integrate over any application necessary. Because of this, digital adoption platforms are also becoming a popular customer self-service software option. Joining us today on Podcast for Future CIO is Mr. Vivek De Bell, Digital Adoption Officer for WalkMe, to share with us his perspective on overcoming resistance to digital transformation adoption. Vivek, welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. Hi. My understanding is a lot of organizations going through digital transformation are not necessarily achieving the desired outcomes with some probably not so keen to really adopt the new workflow or the new way of doing work. Why is that? What's the rationale for that? So I think like organizations tend to be spending quite a lot of money on technology and they're building their technology estate at a vast record at the moment. It's, it's one of the largest influx of, of, of SaaS-based um, applications that are coming through. That impacts DEX, which is digital employee experience. In other words, workflows or how users or employees interact with different systems varies, but it can be quite frustrating for them as well. So what digital adoption predominantly is really help guide and assist those users in order to use applications in the most proficient manner. But it's not just a training application, you see. So it's a lot more around understanding strategic drivers, understanding the common challenges these organizations are facing with, for example, employee retention. Now, what happens is with disgruntled or frustrated employees who have friction on their technology is that a vast amount of them just get really upset and they kind of go, look, you know what, I need to move on and I need to go to something different. we try to do with them is really get them to understand um, how to overcome that fear. So employees fear their own lack of technology skills, which is around about 47%, and adaptability, which is about 35%. They're also worried that they will either be displaced by new technology or that the effort to digitally transform will add to their workload rather than ease their workflow. So the digital adoption platform makes learning how to use web-based desktop and mobile applications easier for workers, especially for those undergoing change in their workplace, which which you discussed earlier about transformation. So by simplifying the user experience, as well as ensuring that users can quickly and seamlessly adopt new and changing technology, digital adoption platforms or DAP enables organizations to be a truly digital organization. Um, Just to carry on with that, all applications that we use at work are part of a company's tech stack, like I mentioned earlier, which can overwhelm, reduce productivity, engagement and lead to fatigue. 
So this is digital adaption platform. Does it apply to what they call that greenfield application or is can it be applied to a, an existing application and just you're just putting this on top of that one to make it? it, uh, it or, sorry, go yeah, ahead. No, yeah, no, to, to, it, it can be. It can be applied to greenfield and it can be applied to existing technology as well. So there are vast amounts of best in breed SaaS applications that currently exist. This can be placed on like a glass sheet and it effectively sits as JavaScript code on top of most, if not all, of the applications. So because it's web-based and SaaS-based, it, it effectively has code that sits underlining on top of all of those applications. It can be greenfield. We have to work on bespoke solutions for that. But on existing best-of-breed applications, this is where it sits best. And in terms of that, let, let's say for argument's sake that we're applying this to an existing application, where is the imperative to put a, a DAP on top of that? Is it primarily driven in your experience because of an organization's drive to digitally transform? Or is it just uh, no, the HR and IT finally decided oh, we're not getting anywhere with the adoption of this existing technology that we have both with the current users that we have as well as employees that are coming in. So we might as well put a digital uh, adoption platform form strategy on top of it? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Alan. I think so. There's quite a few different answers to that. And I think the, the main thing is if I start from a little bit of a different context, when organizations or CIOs, CFOs, whoever's holding the budget at the moment, they're trying to achieve dexterity in their organization. They're trying to achieve agility so that employees can effectively do their job so that it actually has a positive impact on their bottom line. That means their revenue strains are quite prevalent when you're not doing it properly. So they understand that there's going to be an impact in terms of that organization's growth. So the introduction of that is because they want to ensure that there's a successful transformation in play. Now, that means so much to different people. But with the introduction of that, one of the main kind of facets around this is why is digital transformation not succeeding? Why is it still having problems? What's the friction here? So the idea was to really introduce an application that could sit on top of other applications without having any impact to its code. So having no code, low code capability was probably one of the forefronts of this. On the back of that, it allowed people to have ease of use. It allowed people to have analytic capabilities. It allowed to have monitoring and maintaining. It, it gave vast amounts of people an understanding of how applications are currently being used today is one part of it. But what do we need to do to streamline processes? What do we need to do to understand our assets? But more importantly, how do we do this without making it really difficult? Because a lot of applications out there can go and do this on a, on a really deep scale, but it takes a vast amount of time. With something like DAP, it's different. We're looking at how we can place something on top and get people to use the applications the way they are intended to be used. So there are no shadow IT, there's no triple, double, quadruple spending, whatever you want to call it, that's happening because of shadow IT. And more importantly, it's really getting people to understand why the use of that application is done in a particular way for the holistic nature of growth in that organization. How does this impact the work of the IT organization who, who, for all intents and purposes, are responsible for most of the technology applications that an organization uses? If I were to implement a DAP on top of my existing applications, how does that impact the performance of it? Because we're effectively introducing a new layer of software on top. Doesn't that introduce latency in terms of how the application performs on the back end? 
No, not at all. So that's a really good question. Actually, we get that quite often from our clients as well. Um, no, no latency issues whatsoever. There, this is a seamless application that sits on top, doesn't have an impact on your application usage. In fact, it improves it. If, if we think about the insights piece, which is where you, your data is being stored, we can actually articulate how the data gets stored within a cloud-based platform like AWS, Azure, or GCP, or whatever you're using. And from a CIO perspective, there literally is no latency. This is a glass sheet. The glass sheet effectively is an add-on on your browser. It sits there and it, look, it uses IDP, it uses IAM, it uses single sign-on, it uses vast amounts of different tools in order for the application to understand who the user is and what they're doing and how they're using the applications. But it also goes into, uh, it, it has complied uh, networks associated with HIPAA, GDPR, or whatever the data kind of policies are around the world. So from my perspective, a CIO, this is a bit of ammunition for them. This is actually fundamentally useful for them to ensure they're succeeding, but more importantly, having insight into how their digital transformation is actually performing right now. Um, by 2025, 70% of the Fortune 500 organizations globally are going to be asked to use DAP, and it's already been forecasted to do that. Gartner has been a vast uh, kind of example of that, and they've gone down the DEX route, which is the digital employee experience. Now, DAP for that has been implicit and large amounts of analysts are turning around saying, you know what, a CIO, this has to be part of your strategy because at some stage you're going to be needing to do this to mitigate risk, to be compliant and be able to actually help the organization succeed in its transformation because of the vast amount of spends that take place currently. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned it already, there are some words that you a single sign-on, for example. And so I imagine mm-hmm. that uh, this doesn't impair or contravene any of the existing security processes, practices, and policies that have been implemented by the organization uh, as part of their main, well, no, maybe a zero trust initiative that they have or something like that. Not at all. So you're absolutely spot on. Um, it, this doesn't have any impact in that. In fact, we adhere to all the security protocols and all the standards and frameworks that have been placed in all, any organization. We work with large financial institutes globally. We also work with some of the largest public sector clients that I won't go into today. But because of that, we have to adhere to a lot of security, a lot of frameworks, a lot of governance, and our platforms open in order for them to be able to succeed. So DAP, again, just to give that kind of image to you, it's like a glass sheet sitting on top. It transpires across to what already exists today and enables users to enhance the way they're using their applications. This doesn't lead on to security concerns. This doesn't have any latency issues. This is literally there for people to get the most prevalent and exciting experience they can imagine on applications they use day in, day out. Identify some of the most common challenges uh, in terms of matching expectations with the realities when it comes to planning for the, the deployment of the digital adoption platform and executing that plan. Yeah, so there are quite a few problems and the common problems would be alignment. So what one of the things that my team does in particular is we do something called a uh, a, a kind of um, uh, a business strategy and alignment session. And the common issues that we face are trying to align to the strategic drivers and initiatives, but then identifying the common challenges that folks face, why they're not able to achieve those um, uh, different initiatives. And quite often it could be related to onboarding. So you might have applications 
applications that take a vast amount of processes to onboard onto. And that is quite convoluted and that then causes fatigue and friction. So the common issues there are, okay, I might be using, for example, something like uh, Workday and it's been customized for the UI of my organization. And that organization hasn't taken into consideration the use of work-based functionality and how it can actually be utilized, but have decided to do something a little bit different off skew because it has to have all of the other legacy systems and their approvals that have to be uh, integrated into Workday, for example. Now, that for them is the ideal solution. So the CIO or the, the teams that are running that work might be thinking this is the only way to do this. Now, when it comes down to actually doing it and actually implementing it and people then going to use it, they're, they're starting to realize that why are people not using this? What's going on? Why, why are we having these issues constantly happen? What is the use here? Why are they still going back and filling out a spreadsheet and emailing across to HR or getting a request in a different way? It's because they weren't informed of how to fully onboard or they were, but didn't watch the video that was given. Training today is not what it used to be. And it's very different with SaaS applications because the agility and the constant changes in these applications. So what the DAP solution does is it effectively looks at all the processes and the common issues that organizations are constantly facing. Like I said, onboarding. Like I said, it could be understanding a procurement route within the supply chain methodology. It might be, oh, how do I put in my travel expenses? How do I actually access uh, leave? How do I actually go through and book time off in, in a proficient manner and do everything else? And the other key problems that we see is, for example, I've got an application that I'm filling in an entire amount of information about myself, about what I do, my role and everything in order for me to just get through this application. And then two seconds later, I go to do it on another application that I have to do it from scratch because they're quite disparate. What WalkMe does is it integrates all of this together so that once you've actually got your information in one application and it knows that it's talking to several other applications, as soon as you go to the other application, they're already embedded. But the key thing is for the employee experience, they don't even know what application's being used. They just have a front end that they click onto and all they need to type into a search box is, I want to do my expenses. And it'll take them to do it straight away. And it'll fill up most of the fields with their current um, personal details so that it's very, very easy for them to use. And where the gaps are, there's a guidance aspect to it that allows them to see what they need to do. And you can turn around from people doing things in what, call it 10 minutes and get frustrated, 30 seconds. That's a prime example. Now, beyond the alignment session that you mentioned as part of the process for onboarding a digital adoption platform, can you name any other best practices for ensuring that a successful uh, adoption of the DAP? Yeah, no, completely. So there are there are things like building out a COE. So effectively, part of the strategy is to go in and build a governance and framework. So building out a center of excellence, having the right sponsorship in the organization is key. It's no point introducing DAP and there's no sponsorship or there's no top down leadership to actually ensure this happens. What we've seen where it hasn't worked is where um, uh, an individual in the organization finds out about DAP and they think, wow, this is amazing. I want to use this. They come in and they put it on an application, but because they don't have the buy-in, people don't really understand the parameters or how this would really help them. So it becomes like an add-on and people then end up going, oh yeah, it's just, it's just a training tool. And it clearly isn't. Once you've got 
somebody like um, people from my team, for instance, or you have professionals coming in to actually showcase how this works and what is really needed in order to make this successful. Thereafter, the build of a COE and the governance and the framework is ideal. And then you have your regular cadence with the individuals in the organization. You take this to the enterprise architect route. You start to place this on top of technologies that people didn't even know this could be used for. And then you start using the piece on the insights and discovery piece to really help with understanding your assets, the utilization of those assets. And once people really get to understand why this is useful, they then become an advocate for it and it starts to cascade through the organization and adoption then becomes part of their DNA. It's a little bit like data and analytics about 20 years ago. A lot of folks were like, oh, yeah, it's just data. I don't really need to worry about that too much. We'll deal with it. We've got an organization to run. Let's just do it. The organizations that had to play catch up went through a vast amount of issues with MDM, data quality, all sorts of different things that had to come on the back end of this. When you put rubbish in, you get rubbish out. And now with DAP, this is also the next generation. This is now what data was like 20 years ago. Folks are going, hey, this is cool. I like this, but I don't truly understand what I need to do this for my organization. But the minute they do and that light bulb moment switches on for them, they turn around and they say, ah, oh, I wish I'd done this earlier. And all of a sudden, they're pioneers. They're really pushing this forward and they are ahead of the curve. And there are some huge organizations that we deal with in the Fortune 500 globally that are doing DAP in the most proficient manner. For CIOs trying to decide on which DAP solution or approach to take, what does he or she need to ask, uh, not just the vendors, but himself or herself as well, during the course of trying to decide, uh, maybe this is something that I should be looking at, or maybe not? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Alan. I think, so th there's quite a lot of things they need to ask. Number one is their assets, are they being utilized? And if they don't know that, why don't they know that? Your biggest asset in an organization are your people. Are your people happy? What's your NPS score? What's your CSAT? How are people actually engaging? Are they able to fulfill their roles without being frustrated? The other major question I would have is, do we have the right applications or do we have an abundance of applications? On average, you, you've got people spending quite a few million a year on applications and there's a vast amount in there that don't actually get touched, but they've been spending on licenses and they really don't understand why. And then you have a lot of other folks going to spend money because they've got their own budgets on other applications that adds to that tech estate. So one question is, do I consolidate, simplify, make access a lot easier? Number two, how do I onboard those individuals? Are they going through a frustrating stage of being onboarded onto applications? Number three, can I continue to understand those individual behaviors? Can I continue to adapt and enhance so that every time somebody comes in, it's now understood that they've used it before, they don't need to be constantly reminded. And, number, and then the final point I'd probably say here is adoption is the use of an application, but using it properly according to your company's processes, according to the organization. Do you have that logical match already? Am I able to look at this from a business architectural lens and align it to my technology landscape? Vivek, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you very much, Alan. It's been a pleasure. That was Vivek Bell, Digital Adoption Officer from Walkney.
on the topic of overcoming resistance to digital transformation adoption. You are listening to podcasts for future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of podcasts for future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.